Welcome back to Death Watch's Call of Cthulhu campaign, Descent into Darkness, Season 2, Episode 30. My name is Travis, and I will be your keeper today. And before we resolve this situation, let's get an introduction from our investigators. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Finn McCracken, and uh, I'm about ready to go set some dynamite with my buddies. I'm Brandon, playing Dr. Wallace Andrews, and I'm in the midst of a procedure that many doctors perform, which is going <laughs> to set some dynamite with my friends, <laughs> wielding a shotgun. I'm Justin, I'm playing Lance Monroe, who is a museum curator that is realizing that he has very little experience with dynamite. I'm John, playing James Whitmire who is also setting off some dynamite with his good friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last time we left off, you guys had traveled through the gate box from Monroe's museum into the procession hall, which lies before the lair of mighty Zagua. Now, you are all standing in there, but let's go over the plan again, and this plays out in a separate scene of you still in... Monroe's storeroom where Whitmire has taken a original map of the New England area and flipped it to the other side where he can draw a crude map of this cavern system. <laughs> Maybe to Monroe's protest. I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. So from your guys' memory of traveling through here in the dream, you came out in the procession hall. I'll move Whitmire there. Uh, actually, I'll just ping it. That's where you guys came out. And you know, just beyond that, through the columns, is Zagua's lair. Now, above the procession hall was that upper rail that went in one direction to some stairs that led up to the installation where the radio tower is. In the opposite direction was the cold room, where these serpent folk kept their frozen bodies for use as disguises when they went to the surface. Beyond that were the pod rooms. Now, these two red lines signify that this is just three of the several pod rooms you guys traveled through before you came to the subterranean cavern. And that is where Monroe has theorized that the barn might actually be in this place. You're not certain if that is true or not. So after you guys draw that all out, your specialist, McCracken, he has these four bundles of dynamite. He has a spool of debt cord. It's the kind that has a handle on it, so somebody can lay it out behind them and, and travel on. 
You also have a plunger that will, you know, spin a dynamo and send an electric charge down this cord to detonate all your dynamite. So what, as you guys are looking over that, what were the targets that you guys had determined you would blow up? Well, I, I think that we had agreed that we were going to set some of the charges in that wall of pods and some of them over by the cold room. Or not the pods that created the, the enemies, but the ones that um, led us, led to our city. Oh, the gate box. Gate wall. box, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. But we still have two more bundles of dynamite. Do we want to try and get them at the pillar entrance to the gateway? Here? I don't want to go anywhere near that gateway. I'd say we just double up on the ones that we, the places that we have. All right. I mean, with, with luck, hopefully the, the explosion will cause the whole cave to collapse. Okay. So splitting our explosives between the cold room and the gate box wall. Now, there was the matter of detonating it, and I believe Monroe had volunteered to stay behind, mm -hmm. escape out the installation, well, you know, hit the plunger, then escape out the installation. Well, hopefully the, the cord will reach a ways into that installation so that I'm not too close. Yeah, you guys have plenty of cord. All right, yeah. So then the process becomes... Um, before I leave... I, I realize that I don't know where in Oklahoma this is. And so I'd like to also bring with me, you know, some food and water. Because I, okay. I have a feeling I'll be walking a long ways to get to any civilization should I survive the explosion. <laughs> and I, okay. I want to leave a note for um, Annette that the museum's hers should I not come back. Okay. And then the other three are going to escape back through the gate box wall. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what McCracken knows is that he's got this dynamite. It will take him a minute to wire it up when you guys place it, and, you know, perhaps it would save time if somebody were to take that spool of debt cord and run it along to where you need it. So it would be, you know, going from the gate box up to that upper rail, down to the cold room, or maybe reverse that, and then up to wherever Justin or Monroe wants to go with that plunger. Yeah. So it will have to be wired three times, or at least in three locations. Okay. So who wants to carry the the spool? I can carry the spool if um, either Whitmire or McCracken wants to follow me with the shotgun. Yeah, I'll follow him. Okay. Because I think that McCracken was the one wiring... Yeah. yeah, I kind of got to follow for a little bit anyway. Yeah, yeah, they can just lay it. They can run it uh, to where it's set, lay it down, and then you can uh, begin work on wiring it, wiring it up while they move on to the next location. Okay. So I'll put that little spanner by you, Monroe. That means you have the spool. Okay. So who's who's your guardian with the shotgun? I was yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will too. I figure I'll wire it furthest first and then... And then come back? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys look at each other in this uh, separate scene of, of planning and you give each other the nod. Okay, we're ready to go. Flashback to the procession hall. So the first problem becomes getting up to the upper rail. 
Well, knowing the layout, I figure we probably would have brought some rope or if I had anything that could be used as a ladder that would make it through the gate, then we would bring that. Like, even if it's a just a step ladder, that would give us enough height to, to reach that railing. So you were looking at about 15 feet. You can give me a luck roll. It's possible you do have a ladder for, uh, you know, setting up cert- a ladder big enough to uh, get up to that railing. Okay. So yeah, roll out your luck for me. No. <laughs> you do not, but you do have the rope. Okay. Which, given your guys' basic ability to climb, you will again be able to do that without a problem, unless it would be interesting for you to fail that roll. But we would need somebody to scale up there initially. Yeah, I, that wouldn't be me. You got Are a 20 athletic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I've also got 20. broken ribs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can try and climb up it. All right, give it a shot. So if I push it, do I fall into Zagua's pit again? <laughs> <laughs> you won't fall into his pit. That wouldn't, the physics wouldn't work out unless something strange was going on. You would just fall down. Did you want to, tr- <laughs> did you want to push it? Well, in memory of Mueller, we always push it. <laughs> it's 15 feet, right? Um, would we be able to have one person stand on another guy's shoulders or something like that to help us get up there? For like a bonus? Yeah. <laughs> I fell. Well, uh, so you you just, you fall back the, uh, you get like halfway up to this railing and you fall back. I'll give you an out if you can succeed at a jump roll or a hard dex, then maybe you can avoid that damage. I don't think I have the jump skill. Yeah, it's the same sure. as your climb, most likely. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's under my firearms section. It's because it's in alphabetical oh. order. Oh, I see it. Almost. Push it. <laughs> <laughs> Break a leg. Uh, Wait, you, you, got, you got 13 luck. Yeah, I <laughs> should probably hang on to that, though. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, We'll say from that height, you're just looking at a, a D4 damage. Nice, max damage. So it wasn't really the link. It's, you. <laughs> 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 it's that you didn't remember your falling lessons well and your head smacked off the, uh, the paved portion of the procession hall or where it's set with stones and it, you're seeing stars when you get up. But it doesn't do anything... It doesn't deal a major wound or anything like that. All right. Well, All right. Let's let's try it this way. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. We'll have everybody do it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think most of us are amped up like we're on crack right now. All right. So we'll go with Andrews, who got that extreme success. Dr. Andrews, you're watching him kind of climb. You know that feeling when you're watching somebody do something physical and you're just really not certain... Mm-hmm. that it's such a good idea. So you're casting about the room and you realize they have this ladder. I mean, it is mounted and it moves on a rail along that uh, wall. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe that could be repurposed if you could get it free. Yeah, so I'll, I'll point that out to everyone. Hey, there's this ladder over here. Let's <clears throat> see if we can get it free and put it to use. That comes right after he'd smacked his head off the back of the... (laughs) (laughs) I'll sit up rubbing my head and say, that's that's probably a good idea. Okay. So when you look it over, you could see 
it would just take a mechanical repair. Well, I'll say actually it's easy enough that you don't even have to make the roll. If somebody has a, do we have any high skills in it? I in the group? A, I got a 30. Oh, John beats me up. Yeah. So with your 35, since nothing is really going on now, I'll say you can, you can do it. You can get it out of there and move it over right. to the rail. I'll uh, get it loose from that uh, rail that it was using, then move it over. Okay. So now you have a way up into that upper rail. You guys begin clambering up the ladder. Who's going first? Uh, I've got the shotgun, so I'll no. probably lead the okay. way. Everyone has a shotgun. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't comes up behind? Give away our I'll follow up behind him with the plunger. Spooling the wire as I go up the ladder. Uh, uh, okay, and then after Monroe? I'll go. And Finn bringing up the rear. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're up on the rail. You all know, with the exception of Finn, that if you travel in that northerly direction, you will end up in the cold room, which is your furthest point to place explosives. Mm-hmm. So you start traveling towards that area. And this is all familiar to you except for Finn. So you come out into a widened area of this natural cavern, but on one end of the wall, there is set a room with a big door, like a big freezer door. It has that kind of latch that you have to depress your finger, you know, like you pull the inside of it and it will open. And this is what they were talking about with a cold storage area. However... You guys came here in the dream, so there's something a little different when you first come in. So what you see is a serpent person. You know, like you, you now know what they look like since you saw Rasa. Well, everybody but Finn again, of course. Goody. And it's uh, laying on the floor, partially curled around a human corpse. Its mouth is distended beyond belief so that the whole head, neck, and shoulders of the corpse are within the mouth and gullet of the blasphemous creature. You can see that patches on the serpent's scaly hide have begun to undergo a change, appearing with the pinkish hue of human skin, complete with coarse dark hair. Even the bone structure seems to be undergoing a kind of metamorphosis to appear more human. Dear God, this is how they appear as one of us. And let's get a sanity roll from everybody. Uh, <laughs> All right, so that's a D10 sand loss to Dr. Andrews and Whitmire. That's one point of sand loss to Monroe and Finn. Nice. Just another Tuesday for me. <laughs> okay, this is where... Oh, Whitmire. <laughs> so... <laughs> we got crazy Jimmy on our hands now. You're yeah, about to... to Two temporary bouts of madness. But first, of course, you can... So this is like... Uh, well, you're seeing an animal eat like you... you like It has that part of it. It's kind of disgusting. You're seeing an animal eat a human. But it's a anthropomorphized version of a serpent. And it's just slowly eating this corpse. And the implications of it can drive you into a temporary bout of madness. But first, you are entitled to an intelligence check that if you fail, you will not put together... The very worst of it. Nice. Too dumb to be scared. This is not exciting. Same from. <laughs> so you can you can shrug it off. You don't 
understand the deeper implications, Whitmire, but you still lose the nine sanity. Andrews, you lose the seven, and you put it all together. And let's see how long it lasts for. Okay, so for the next eight rounds, you're going to be taken by a kind of mania. Uh, the term for it is <coughs> misomania, and that's technically the hatred of everything, but in this case, it's the hatred of, of reptiles. <laughs> and what you're considering is that all of these things need to be destroyed. So that's becoming your, your goal, but it's in kind of a mad way. Like you want to kill this thing, you want to know where the next ones are and shotgun those ones down. And what has occurred to you is a bit of your Catholic training, your understanding of the origin of man and the fall of man. And you know that God had put a curse on serpents. So you might even be beginning to uh, recite that particular chapter from the book of Genesis, where God has cursed the serpents to, you know, eat the dust of the earth and crawl on its belly, uh, to be the afraid yeah. or feared by women, right? That sort of thing. Yeah. So in any case, your role-playing tips at this point are to destroy the serpent people. It's your overriding goal. And not in an uh, intelligent way, it's in a more visceral way. So if you see it, you kill it. So that's where we'll start. But let's give Whitmire a chance, as you guys are looking at this scene, to look around and make a psychology roll and see if you can, can see this murderous impulse rising in Dr. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which you do not. Let's see if somebody else has an action before them. Ah. Um, Mr. McCracken, also give mm. me a psychology roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, rip and tear, Dr. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, yes, Dr. Andrews, you are there. You have your shotgun and you see this thing eating this human. It's a horrible sight. It's blasphemous, in fact. It's against the way God set things in motion at the beginning of time. But it does seem to be in a, in a state where it's not aware of its surroundings. The, the eyes are unfocused. It's, it's in an elated state. So what do you want to do? Yeah, so I'll just stride forward with my shotgun and I'll say, like, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals, and I'll <laughs> shoot it with my shotgun. <laughs> Okay, so just you'll crawl because it's on just, your belly. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's just laying there. So you don't even have to make the roll. You just roll to check to make sure you don't fumble. Um. Okay, with my shot, not a fumble. Okay, so go ahead and roll the shotgun damage using that macro and the hit location. And that, what's the distance? Just use the ten yards. You're in the close range. Ooh, right in the head. Okay. All right. You want to describe that for me? You destroy the creature's head or where it's wrapped around the body. So it's, I mean, you've seen, have you guys seen a snake like eating a deer? Yeah. Have you seen those images? Yeah. So yeah, that's like picture that in your head. So it's all huge and distended. Yeah. And you can see this body partially down its gullet. And uh, yeah, so that you aim right for that section, you obliterate it. Also, probably a, some of the corpse. <laughs> so be it. Okay. Yeah. So that's you right. know, just that part, like how their head, 
sort of flattens out yeah when, when they that's all the same right between the ears there and uh just let let it have it okay i'll so, kind of say riley at that point uh well if they didn't know we were here before they probably do now yeah so all your guys's ears are ringing from the shotgun blast that went off uh this thing twitches a bit but does appear to die so a, a new sense of urgency is gonna kind of come over me and i'm gonna start pulling wire out as fast as i can from the spool so that we can i can start moving my way back up the railing okay all right so you're spooling that out there and then whitmire you're kind of hanging with uh monroe is that correct at this point if he starts moving away correct all right finn what are you doing i'm gonna place the dynamite where i was uh told to and begin uh uh prepping that for detonation all right so we'll do your first bundle which you know you're you're in a relatively calm state, so we won't need a roll at this point. But you can go ahead and give me a listen roll. And Dr. Andrews, you are still in this state of compulsion. Um, give me an intelligence roll. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to push it. What you happens? Can use luck fail? on it? Dude, you're a bunch of cowards. Push. Always push. <laughs> so well, let me resolve. Uh, okay. Dr. Andrews first, because you might want to change your mind about trying to listen harder. So, Dr. Andrews, you remember being here before, and you know beyond the cold room is a bunch of these things in some sort of hibernation or being birthed in these pods. Yeah. They're just sitting ducks waiting for you to go in there and just shotgun them all. That's right. I'll take off. <laughs> all right, McCracken. So he starts taking off. At this point... Monroe and Whitmire have gone a little out of the cold room as they're spooling out that debt cord. What did you want to do? Oh, man. So I see him go taken off? Yeah. You just, like, I'm assuming I'll leave it up to you, Dr. Andrews, if you wanted to go, like, hustling that way or if it's more of a murderously determined uh, stride. Yeah, it's like a very determined stride. And I'll just be saying over and over, you will crawl on your belly and eat the dust all the days of your life and put another dun, round in my dun, shotgun dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um i i don't know what that listen was for i'll keep an ear out if i'm hearing shotguns uh going off i figure he's probably still okay okay but i need to at least wire this first i'll wire this group monroe's not going to detonate until i get back there and wire the one that's right in front of him so yeah, I'll then I'll go after Doctor Andrews. Okay, so uh, did you want to push that listen roll still? Yes. Is it a ruptured eardrum? <laughs> if I fail, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, we'll go with that. I like that idea. From from the close proximity to the shotgun blast, you still will put up a penalty going forward, basically, if okay. you fail it. All right, I like that. Ah, oh, ruptured eardrum. <laughs> yeah. So you just. You're just not going to have a good time hearing things after that initial shotgun blast. So it's just out of your, your ability to even comprehend. However, I will give Whitmire and Monroe a chance to listen as well, but it will be at a hard difficulty. Okay. <laughs> well done, Jimmy. Good old Whitmire. All right, so you you can start moving across that railing now with that spool. You're You're that far away. But when we come back to Whitmire, you hear that... At this stage, it's just this thrumming in the earth, this repeating pattern. You know, if it were in a four count, 
that final note would be held. There's no syllables that can be detected, but you just hear this gentle thrumming pickup. What did you want to do? I, does it sound like anything I've heard before? I don't think you've ever heard it. Monroe has, and I think it's just Monroe and Mueller, of course, but... All right. Well, I mean, sounds kind of weird. Is all say out loud or ask out loud if anybody hears that thrumming. Monroe does not hear it. He's the he's the one next to you, unless he's willing to push his roll. No, I'm not going to push for a fifteen. You don't want a ruptured eardrum. No. Come on, man. Join the club. That's all right. Do you just want to leave it to the side for now, Whitmire, or well, <laughs> pinpoint it and maybe? Yeah, but I'll say, can I tell which direction it's coming from? Yeah, if you give it, if you if you pause to think about it, it seems to be coming from the cold room way. Not like it's coming from the cold room, but just that direction. But I'll make okay. a comment so, that I can't hear anything but the ringing from the shotgun blast in my ears. I'll I'll mention that it's coming from this way, and I'll point down towards the direction that uh, Doctor Andrews went. Well, in dream sounds regularly came from that direction all right well we'll leave you there for now and uh carry on to mccraken so you have that one bundle ready to go so you want to what do you want to do next all right so our was it i had two that i need to do or does yes did we just wire them as one no you you have to do the other one as well all right i guess i'll like do i hear dr andrews any anywhere or no, you just hear him marching off. Okay. Maybe you don't even hear him. You just know you don't hear a shotgun, though. That's for sure. All right. I'll yeah. Anyways, I'll start on the second bundle then. Okay. I'll look around that uh, down that hallway real quick before I start. Make sure I don't got anything coming up after me. Yeah, it seems to be clear at the moment. Okay. Okay, Doctor Andrews, you walk down that hallway into the first of the pod rooms. And there they are, hanging from the ceiling. You see the darkened shapes of the serpent folk suspended in that yellowish liquid in there. You hear the mist come out of the apertures in the ceiling. What are you going to do? Yeah, I walk up to the nearest one and, you know, point right at its head and fire. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll out your damage. All right, so you... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> hey, it's random, not, man. Not cool. <laughs> That's the exit wound. <laughs> okay, so some of the damage is absorbed by this leathery pod that it's in, and it, uh, but it does burst open, and all this liquid spills out, and the creature inside comes tumbling out, clutching uh, at its groin. But there's also something about the rapid <laughs> exit from its pod that seems to to cause it a lot of distress and it's not a it's not too long before it's gasping uh and dying before you at your feet in a very satisfying and pleasant way for someone in your state uh but i need a spot hidden roll from you as this occurs yeah so i'll say cursed are you above all cattle and all wild animals <laughs> as it's gasping for air um spot hidden did you say Yes. I want to luck it. Okay. So I know this is a, a little odd, but spot hidden actually doesn't necessarily mean eyesight. It's just about noticing everything except for what the listen skill covers. So in this case, the smell, 
does alert some animal part of you. So it actually does kind of cut into the madness a little bit. And you realize it has the smell of like alcohol or, you know, something highly flammable. Uh All this liquid that pours out. Yeah, flammable. All right. Uh, So your shotgun has the potential to ignite it, uh, but I won't say what parameters that would occur in. Mm. And uh, but that's it for your action. Good job. Shot him right in the <laughs> groin. <laughs> and uh, so, Lance, uh, you hear that shotgun blast go off from a distance back towards the cold room. What are you going to do? I'm going to continue following the plan and unspooling the wire, um, trying to leave enough room for attaching him to the to the ones that we'll be the placing among one. the gates. Yeah, I suppose you have an option here. You can actually go down the ladder with the spool and uncoil it by your other where you're going to put the other dynamite. Or you can just loop enough down to the bottom of the ladder for McCracken to work with when he gets there. It's up to you. Yeah, that, that second one's going to be my plan. Try and get okay. it done as fast as I can. All right, Whitmire. So you were listening to where you thought the sound was coming from, and it does seem to pick up in how loud it is it's still pretty faint but while you've pinpointed that direction you also hear the shotgun blast echo back down from that direction as well what's your move well, i'm gonna keep following uh, lance as okay not sure what's going on with dr andrews but we need to try and stick to the plan <laughs> so yeah lance is you guys are just spending your turn there making sure there's going to be enough debt cord for Uh, McCracken when he comes back this way. All right, Finn. So you heard the shotgun blast go off. You have both bundles wired up and ready to go. You can move on to the next set. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to uh, go after Dr. Andrews, at least try to get him to come back. Okay. All right. So since you're not in a state of temporary insanity, you smell that flammable liquid when you're halfway between the cold room and the pod room as you're approaching. All right. And you can get to the entry of the pod room in your turn. Okay. Yeah, I'll have uh, my shotgun ready. Okay. All right. Okay, so let me hold on just a sec. So you have never been here before. So what you see is dangling from the ceiling of this chamber are... 20-ish translucent yellow pods. Uh, They're swaying slightly in a humid mist that's pouring from apertures in the ceiling. And all this is lit with like these crystalline structures that give off a faint glow. Uh, Within the pods, serpent people can be seen floating in a frothy green liquid. And there's one pod that's been bursted open with a a dead or a now dead serpent person laying at Dr. Andrews' feet. Uh, this bizarre spectacle is, again, worth a sand loss roll. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. No sanity lost. But we'll leave you there for this round and move on to Dr. Andrews. <laughs> well, uh, that wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, so I'll just go to the next one. Oh, you that was Whitmire who rolled. Why'd you mm-hmm. roll it out, John? You're not because even there. Was, uh... <laughs> There you I'm go. A true pal. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's uh, sorry about that. that's a D6 sand loss, McCracken. Just <laughs> trying to take one for you, man. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. 
none of us are going to survive it. Okay, uh, intelligence roll to see if you if you put it together. Aha! <laughs> nice. All right, so you only take the six points. Uh, you don't go into a bout of temporary madness. It is still deeply unsettling, and you have this shadow of a thought of these things breeding, or many of them down here suspended. They can come and what was that begin to appear like the, us, but you push it away. And you can stick to the business at hand, but it was the end of your action. So again, we'll come over to Doctor Andrews. Yeah. So I'll like I'll just go to the next pod, take aim and fire. All right. Shotgun damage and hit location. Uh, roll out the shotgun skill as well. I have to check for fumble. Okay. Right in the chest. Twenty-one damage. Yeah. So you blow open another one of these pods, splattering that flammable-smelling liquid everywhere. And the creature is dead before it even hits the ground. What do you say to this one? Crawl on your belly and grovel in the dust as long as you live. (laughs) All right, Mr. Monroe, you hear another shotgun blast go off in the distance, but you may give me another listen roll. This one is just at the regular success level. Okay. Let's see. Nope. Okay. I am. And you are fully focused. You think you have enough enough of that wire down there what are you doing next i'll give it a little bit of extra leeway and then start spooling it up the staircase to the uh okay to where the radio tower is gotcha following the plan (laughs) (laughs) okay so for dr andrews and finn go ahead and give me a hard spot hidden (laughs) nice i gave you two (laughs) double click there Okay, Finn, you see on the far side of this room where the chamber narrows down, you can see like two curious faces sort of peeking out of the shadows there. Uh, You haven't seen these yet, but they look like apes, but on some evolutionary path between ape and man, they stand more upright, the eyes are more human-looking, and the hands are more clever. And they're unsettling to you in a way that is like the uncanny of valley effect where it's like something that's appears so close to be human but it's not that you kind of just want to beat it to death initially <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an affront yeah so that's worth a sanity roll as well ah <sighs> got that there you go nice so no no sand loss on it but you do have your shotgun at the ready which means going into this next round you can act before they do, if your intent is to fire your shotgun. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a shot at him. Back right. up the good doctor here. Okay, so go ahead and roll it out for me. I will require a regular success on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dang it, where is it? There it is. Oh, you gotta be... Mm. Second barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you going to, uh, to fire both? Yeah, might as well. So I was at penalty on that first one to see if it... Uh, fumbled yeah yeah all right it did not all right go with the second all right let's hit on okay. the second all right so yeah go ahead and hit the uh go for yards? damage and and hit location yeah how many yards okay hit the uh what is it 10 yards and then 20 we'll still fit them within the 10 yards these rooms aren't that big so all go right. ahead and, and hit the max damage okay so it's just the way it's crouched there that that's where your shot impacts is on the right arm but it it kills the creature it falls back. The other one squawks and uh, disappears backwards. 
Uh, and if uh, that caught uh, Dr. Andrew's attention, I'll start trying to motion him to get the heck out of here. Okay. So, Mr. Whitmire, you hear two shots, or I suppose three shots, go off pretty close to each other. Uh, you are hearing that chanting grow even a touch louder. What are you going to do? So, am I recognizing it as chanting now? It seems that you're starting to pick out uh, like a syllable to it. I'll uh, I'll say that that it, it sounds like sounds like chanting. It's almost. I'll say if it's the same sound that that I've heard in the dream before, then it's them chanting to Sithagua. We need to get done with this and get out of here as fast as possible. Yeah, let's hurry. Do you want to go check on the other two? We need McCracken to, to finish wiring these up. Yeah, I'll go try and uh, find where McCracken went. And I'll, uh, okay, you can... I'll, I'll ready my shotgun and, and kind of stop unspooling the wire up those staircases and just kind of go into a sentry mode. Okay. So you, Whitmire, you can make it back to the cold room where you see they are not there. You can see the dynamite has been... Sh- uh, wired up and ready to go, but we'll hold there with you and come back to... Or hold on a sec here. All right, give me a listen roll, Mr. Monroe. Okay. Nope. Okay. All right, Finn, you're up. You don't have any targets right now. It doesn't seem like you've gotten... You've cut through whatever has gripped Dr. Andrews with you motioning to to him, you know, from where you're at. What do you want to do? Mm. Did we skip Brandon? No, he's next. You or sorry, you already took your action because yeah. you fired off that shot. My bad. Sorry about that. So never mind. It's Doctor Andrews's turn. Uh, you don't see the hominids. They're the other one fled back. Uh, what did you want to do next? Got to keep working. I'll go to the next pod, take aim, and let loose. Okay. Make your skill roll again, so I can check for any pot- potential explosion. Okay. All right. So like. The guy you shot in the groin, when you blow open this pod, your shotgun blast took off his arm and he falls to the ground and he claws towards you a little bit, his uh, his good arm grasping at your boot, but then it dies shortly after. It seems as though this rapid exposure from their stasis uh, to the cavern ecosystem, it, it's doing something that's killing them outright. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Monroe, Mm -hmm. since you failed that listen roll, you're standing on those stairs. Uh, You were hanging back a second, right? Mm -hmm. To see what what Whitmire had done. So, you're as surprised as the figure that comes down from the top of the stairs when you're both in view of each other. So, what you see is a serpent person, but they're wearing, you know, like a white cotton shirt, black slacks, and... uh, and suspenders, right? And he even has spectacles with a, you know, like a widened bridge to account for the snout that they have and their eyes being further apart from each other. But you imagine you see something like surprise when he sees you there with your plunger and your spool of debt cord, but it is your action. Pull up my shotgun and fire. Oh, I guess I actually, Serpent Person's still worth a sanity hit potentially, so let's get that out of the way. Okay. I had a long conversation with one of those, so this <laughs> right. doesn't surprise me. Okay, so you get your shotgun out, and you fire. Uh, go ahead and make your roll. <laughs> you actually have a bonus die. Okay. Well, 
that bonus thing did not work there. Um, so just a 1d10? Yeah, that didn't help you. Does that make it a zero? Oh yeah, I guess it would in that. So zero four. Yeah. So that, is that extreme? Yeah, that's an extreme success. <laughs> <laughs> you had a latent skill. Okay, so that is a max damage with the extreme success. So you do the, the 24 at that range, but hit use your hit location. All right. Left arm. Yeah, so it, he just tries to turn and move away from you when he sees that you're going to raise that shotgun on him. and uh, But it just obliterates, it obliterates him and he falls backward and slides down the steps a little bit at your feet. Okay. I'll be kind of shaking... While uh, trying to figure out how to get another round in the chamber. Right. Okay. Ben, you want to give me a listen roll with mm -hmm. that penalty? Yep. All right. Uh, so fail. Okay. I'll, uh, oh, sorry. Go for it. So what happens is these things, four of them you think, fly out of the opposite end of the shadowy area there and into the room. And they're all yelling, you know, if it's a language, you don't understand it. But they've split off and they're moving between these pods, uh, angling towards you guys. Mm. And But you have your shotgun. It would give you the ready advantage, but you fired both barrels. So mm. you can't you can't take advantage of it this time. So they, they come into the room. We'll say two of them uh, leap at Dr. Andrews. And one of them has a club, Dr. Andrews, and they're trying to to beat at you with their clubs and their fists and they're not very tall you know maybe they would come to your sternum if you were to stand next to each other mm -hmm. okay so what's your build dr andrews um i don't know where to find that my size com combat tab oh i got you um minus one. Oh wow you're a small guy i didn't realize that okay so this one with just his fists, he was beating at your midsection there. Uh, how did you want to respond to that? You want to dodge or, or fight back in some way? Um, yeah, I guess the surprise, I would just try to dodge out of the way. Okay, go ahead and give me your dodge roll. Uh, no luck. Unless you use luck. Um, well, yeah, might as well. Okay. And then the other one uh, comes at you. Sorry, I didn't realize I had that one on Whisper. So he had a 34 versus 40 on the second one. So that the other one with the club comes at you and has a clean miss, but you're also able to respond to that if you wanted to fight back. Well, could I fight back by shooting him with my shotgun? That's a good question. I'm uncertain on that. I don't think that you can. Because it's too close? Right. It's like you don't have... This is more of like responsive... He's swinging at you, and you throw it like you hit the butt out of your shotgun at him, or something like that. It, it's not enough time, I guess, to set up and aim. Okay, and hit him with it. So would this be like brawl? Yeah, yeah. So you need a, a regular success if you wanted to hit him back. All right. And uh, how did you want to attack him? You just punch him or hit him with the butt butt of your shotgun? Yeah, I mean, I'd, that's like if, if he missed me, but he's close enough, I'd probably just put the butt of the shotgun in his face. Okay. So that's a 1d4 plus 1 plus your damage bonus. All right, so we'll do 1d4. So 4. Nice. Okay, so you uh, you bring the butt of your shotgun around and connect with this thing's jaw, and you can see when it 
whips its head back to look at you that you've dislocated the jaw, the lower jaw's all out of alignment, and the screaming becomes all garbled. But the other two flow towards Finn, and one of them jumps up, you know, maybe you had your shotgun getting ready to reload or something, and he grabs one end of the barrel, or at least tries to. Of course, you can have something to do with that. All right. What's your build, Finn? One. One? Yeah. So he has two penalty die. Let me see if he fumbles. Apparently he doesn't fumble, but he did fail to do it. Now you have a chance to respond on that. All right. So uh, his brawl ain't too good. Uh, Where did it go? Yeah, you don't have to think as limited as just damage. I mean, you can can pick him up and like like while he's holding on your shotgun and like sling him somewhere or or whatever you want to do. I mean, you have a two build difference on him. You're you're a mountain compared to these guys. (laughs) But it's still a brawl, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Where the heck did it go? I was just looking at it. Uh, there it is. All right. So, oh, no. Was it bonus die or how'd that work? Yeah. Yeah, you have two bonus die. <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what is this thing doing? Okay. And the other one comes around and he's just pummeling at your upper thigh. Ah. But he gets a bonus die on it because the second attack it doesn't matter what do you want to do to that guy we'll try the same thing i'll try to kind of kick out maybe trip him <laughs> okay no was it one bonus die now yeah i'll take that. <laughs> that's a critical a success critical. isn't it yeah nice yeah. so yeah you uh you pushing this guy away and or you're tangled up with the one dude with your shotgun and then you kick this other one's feet out from him, and he clatters down and rolls under the feet of the first hominid, and they both are in a tangle on the ground. All right. Which is the scene that uh, Whitmire comes into <coughs> as you finally arrive in that pod room, Whitmire. And again, you smell the uh, the flammable liquid scent in the air when you walk in there. And go ahead and give me a sanity roll as well. Jill, just pick the worst of the two. So this is for seeing the pods and the dead serpent people. But you shrug it off. No problem with that extreme success. And you have an action when you get in there. So what you see is Finn with two of these hominid, these little ape-like creatures in a tangle at his feet. And then the other two are having a little bit more success against Dr. Andrews. Although he's still standing up against them. All right. Can I... uh move over and get a clear shot at one of the ones on Andrews. Yeah, but firing into a melee situation does put your shot at penalty. Or I guess hit him with the shotgun. Yeah, if you want to do that. I'll try that. Okay, go ahead and do your fighting brawl roll. Nice. Nice. So you do 1d4 plus 1 plus your damage bonus with that shotgun. Uh, the butt of it. Where do I see the damage bonus? In your combat tab. Oh, okay. I have no damage bonus. Three. Okay. All right, so you hit him and you deal a major wound. What do you want to do? How do you want that to manifest? Uh, I'll just walk up and kind of jab the butt of the shotgun out into the back of his head. Yeah, let's see if he stays conscious. (sighs) He does not. (laughs) So it just crumples to the ground in a heap. And I'll I'll say that we've got to we've got to get back to the original plan, as we can't get sidetracked in here. Okay, so it's back to you, Finn. All right, I'll uh 
re- reload one of the barrels of the shotgun and blast one or both of the uh, hominids that are at my feet. Yeah, they don't have rules in this system for you know dealing with spread or anything like okay. that in shotguns. So probably what I'll do is is if you hit extreme success, then I'll probably allow for something like that to happen. Okay. In such a short distance. Okay. All right. Yeah, go for it. It is at penalty, though, because you reloaded and fired. But it's at uh, point blank, right? That's right. So, Yep, so you're good. All right, so just a hard. All right, give me the hit location and damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you, you uh, just aim down, and you know they're kind of rolling around trying to get up, and you uh, fire that thing, you fire your shotgun at it, and you separate one of the legs, and then this immense amount, cartoonish amount of blood just starts flowing <laughs> along the ground there. And uh, it doesn't know it's dead yet. Uh. Dr. Andrews, you are not quite out of your temporary madness. You still have an overriding desire to destroy the serpent folk, but it is your action. Is there there's still one of these hominids on me? Yeah, you're vaguely aware that Whitmire's there as well, and it seemed like he knocked one out because it's not moving, but one is still the one that had hit you in the kidneys or something like that and dealt you some damage, is still there. Yeah, um, so I'll shoot that one. Okay. Uh, would have a penalty, but you're in close range, so we're just looking for a regular success. <laughs> An extreme success. Yeah, I go hard. Yeah, so that's uh, max damage, 24 damage. In the chest. What's that look like, Dr. Andrews? Yeah, so this is the one that, like, like hit me and and I like brushed him aside or something or the other one. This is the one you. This is the one that. Uh, were you the one who broke the jaw? I forget now. Or yeah. was that Finn? No, it was me. Yeah, yeah. So this is the one that was screaming at you with its uh, broken jaw. Yeah. So um, so the way the way this happens is, uh, I'm already looking towards the next pod, and. <laughs> So basically, I just set the barrel up against its chest and pull the trigger. Okay. And I'll just have this sick look on my face, and I'll be headed toward the next pod that I see that I haven't shot yet. Okay. Mr. Monroe, you have the dead serpent person for all the world looking like an office worker uh, at your feet. What are you doing? I'm going to load another shell into the shotgun and i'm gonna do you know how like you see on movies where people take a knee and try and yes take an aim i'll mimic that not really understanding what what to do (laughs) but i'll be kind of shaking as i'm i'm just kind of got my shotgun pointed up the staircase and i'll shout back over my shoulder we need to keep moving they're coming down the stairs okay all right so scream erupts from the other side of that pod room where these hominids have been coming from and a few more stream out into the room. So I think at this stage we only have one that was prone before Finn and then these three new arrivals. So let's see what happens here. So one is suddenly just there before you, Mr. Whitmire, and he's grasping at the barrel of your your shotgun. trying. It seems like he's trying to get it out of your hands. But he fails to do so. However, you are, you can respond. You can either just take a clean dodge or you could try to fight back in some way. 
I'll just do a dodge. Oh. With it okay. grabbing the barrel, could he pull the trigger on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe give him I a would penalty? Consider, um, well, actually, never mind. You had your shotgun at the ready, so you would be able to respond before any of this happens, Whitmire, because you have a ready loaded shotgun, So, and you're not in a, a insane state, so you can react before this hominid even gets a hold of it. So if you want to just level it at the hominid and blow it away, you may do so. Uh, all right. I'll try that. <laughs> Hard success. Okay, roll out your damage and hit location. Nine damage to his left arm. <laughs> How do you imagine that? It. So these things have five hit points, which means a three hit point deals a wound, and anything above five kills it. So it'll just be so, at the shoulder then? Is there yeah. like the uh, right where... It uh, is weakest as blows the arm off. <laughs> and then it uh, screams in pain, waves its stump around, spraying blood everywhere, <laughs> gets into people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Whose eyes does it get into? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Fuck rolls. <laughs> so uh, it drops, you know, clutching at that wound that it's going to bleed out from here momentarily. But there was one right behind it who had a you know a stick in its hands, and it it comes up and tries to hit you with that, um, Mister Whitmire. But it misses again. You have the opportunity to fight back in some way. I'll just dodge. Okay. All right. Nice. So another one, because Doctor Andrews is smaller, it kind of throws itself at your midsection. It's trying to knock you down, Doctor Andrews. Let's see how it fares. But how did you want to respond to that? Do you just want to try to get out of its way or no, fight I would, back? Yeah, like I would do like a front front kick or something to okay, like redirect so it. Go, go ahead and make your fighting brawl roll. Oh, nice. Extreme Insanity suits you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, roll out. Uh, I think what you have a minus one damage bonus, right? Yeah. So you... You do 1d2 damage with a regular hit. We survive this. Dr. Andrews is going to become the uh, source of where the Hulk's power came from. Well, he really is the Doom guy right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you kick it backwards and it goes sprawling on the ground and hits its head. But you see it'll be up uh, again real soon. And the one before you, Finn stands up and tries to go after that shotgun again. Okay. It has a regular success, uh, but you can try to stop that from happening. That's also got penalties, though, doesn't it? Uh, Right, yeah. So never mind. It's a failure. But what is... Yeah, that's weird. I don't know, man. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Yeah, so it got 79 versus 60, which is a failure. It's not able to achieve it, but you can can get back at it in some way, or you can just dodge it. (laughs) yeah nice. i'm gonna bring the oh man what would it be i'm just gonna take a take a uh i don't know i'm gonna mimic dr andrews i'm just gonna try to kick this thing as hard as i can okay send it sailing yeah okay so you have your unarmed damage is 1d3 plus damage bonus i don't know if you have it set up in your combat tab but you can roll that out it i don't know if it has the bonus but it looks like everything's there in the brawl we can give it a try so is yeah, it 1D, it. 1d3 plus build plus bonus? Is that how it works? or It's just plus damage bonus. Okay. 
I think it should be in there. Yeah, you rolled out a six, so you have yeah. a 1d3 plus a 1d4 yeah. as you're a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you killed it outright in the one hit, so what happens? Um, I think he just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just step on it. I think I kind of kick it, and instead of like pushing it away, I just push it down to the ground, and then just okay, completely flatten its skull. Okay, yeah. So we get that scene where your your heel is on its temple, and you pancake the head a little bit, and a bunch of goo comes out of the eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, Whitmire, you acted by firing a little while ago, so we're gonna skip you. And go to Finn. It is actually now your your action. And you do see it's kind of the vision is kind of cut off. It's a little bit distant. You do see and hear the patter of feet moving like away. It's it's fleeing at this stage once mm. it's seen the mayhem that was caused. <laughs> but Dr. Andrews is still fixed on these pods. He's already swinging his shotgun around. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Well, now that Monroe's here. It's his problem. I got a job. Whitmire. So, huh? Whitmire. I thought, I thought I said Whitmire. No, you said Monroe. Yeah. Either way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so I'll uh, reload my shotgun and start heading back towards Monroe. Okay. All right. So uh, you can make it back to the the entry to the cold room with your turn. Okay. Which brings us around again to Dr. Andrews. Yeah. So I'll just scream out. You know, this is taking too long, and I'll just aim for the nearest pod. And now, like, now that I've realized that they they, they can't breathe, then I'm just going for popping the pods open so they fall out. <clears throat> okay. I mean, obviously, I'll, like, aim at the person inside, or the thing inside, but I'm not too concerned about... Right, killing them, like, yeah. going for a headshot or something. All right, yeah, I, I need the skill roll still, because we're checking for potential ignition of this flammable liquid but you are good and another one of these pods pops open and it's a scene that you've seen doesn't much matter where you hit them or if they're dead when they come out because they soon will be shortly after and this at the end of this action your wits return and you can act normally i'll scream out i'm in over my head <laughs> and I'll like start darting over towards Whitmire and, and McCracken. Okay. All right. Monroe, you are on one knee with your, you have your shotgun braced there and you're looking up the stairwell. You hear some sounds drifting from up the stairwell, like you hear uh, communication between two. It's too distant to determine the language. Uh, you hear like a door close. And then you don't hear any sounds after that. Okay. I'm still just going to be sitting there feeling really alone, kind of shaking while continuing to hold the shotgun leveled up the stairs. Okay. All right. Mr. Whitmire. Yes. So Dr. Andrews has just said he's in over his head. (laughs) Uh, You saw Finn head back out of this pod room and the last of the hominids has fled in the opposite direction. You see it disappear out of sight. If you like, you could take a parting shot at it. Yeah, I I guess I could. Um, as at at the same time, I'll be telling Doctor Andrews to we got to get back upstairs. Oh no! Ooh. 
Oh no! I was waiting for. Oh shit! I'm out of that room, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doctor Andrews. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's see. Don't worry, John. I've had a character immolate himself. <laughs> it's not that bad. If it was just me, I wouldn't feel as bad. But no one. I'm gonna take uh, Brandon with me. <laughs> Well, doesn't make me die. feel great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you you just you know you clip one of these pods, and just by a twist of fate, there's enough in there to ignite the liquid, and that pod does explode. But you're you all of you guys or both of you are far enough away from it that you don't have to worry about the explosion part. But everywhere this liquid has splashed, uh, you know, suddenly leaps up in flames. So let's get a luck roll to figure out if you guys are in a good position or not. Mm. Andrews has been bathing in the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of them have been using their luck left and right to survive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so you guys are not in good situations, so all the stuff ignites around your feet. Uh, you're not necessarily drenched in it, but part of your clothes are catching on fire. But also... This stuff, as it's as it's consumed, uh, the it releases a gas that immediately starts choking you up. So let's have a constitution roll. Nice, not so nice. Jesus, <laughs> I'm extremely successful. I was not successful. It's I got you're the a constitution smoker. of a brass eagle. <laughs> it's because you're a smoker. You're like these fumes are nothing. Okay, Whitmire, you take a D4 damage. <clears throat> So he's got a head wound and now second degree burns and lung damage. Uh, yeah, this is from the toxic fumes. You guys are just beginning to catch on fire. So if you don't take some action uh, soon, then you'll start burning. But um, that was the end of your turn after you ignited that, Mr. Whitmire. Which brings us back around to Finn. So you feel this whoosh and this heat behind you as you're heading back towards the cold room. And uh, or you're heading through the cold room. What did you want to do? Oh man, these guys, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, start heading back. See what the hell they did. All right. So uh, when you make I, it back, can I move faster, or is there a way where I can move and still get a turn at the end of this, or an action? Yeah, let's leave it down to your uh, dexterity or constitution. Okay. Dexterity or constitution. Ooh, they're the same. We'll go dex. No! All right, so I just make it there. Yeah, and you witness the hellscape that Whitmire has unleashed. Everything's on fire. There's a, <laughs> a, a toxic gas that's spreading throughout the wind, the room. They're in clouds of it, you know, coughing and choking. It, it seems that Andrews was in a slightly better position, but you can see that parts of their coats are on fire. Um, in Whitmire's case, one of his pant legs are on fire and it's spreading fast, but you don't have an action when you get there. Yeah. Dr. Andrews, you do have an action. All right. Um, so I'm still running toward the exit and, and Whitmire, right? Yeah. Right. You had just come out of your temporary bout of madness. Yeah. After, after killing the last serpent person. So now you can act in whichever way you'd like. All right, so I'll continue running towards Whitmire, and um, you know maybe I'll 
Like, can I take off my coat while I'm running? To, you know. Yeah, let's let's leave it um, to your decks to see if you get it off in time before it spreads elsewhere. Yeah. You do get it off, but by then, you know the uh, the hair on the back of your head has caught fire, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of your your shirt. So let's first. You need a Constitution roll again, as you are still in the clouds of this toxic fume. Right. Damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't breathe and I'm on fire. That's bad. <laughs> so that's a D4. Sand check for uh, having to witness him walking around on fire like that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three damage. What does that bring you to? Three of eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... um. You're actually not burning too badly at this stage. It is just kind of uh Yeah, so the the plan rough is to look at. The plan is, you know, to dart towards Whitmire and the exit and like do a dive roll slide sort okay. of thing to put myself out. So you at the end of the turn you'll be out of the gas at least, but you'll still be on fire and then we'll see if somebody can put you out or if you can put yourself out on the next go around. Okay. So Monroe, you're not really hearing a lot of the exclamations that they're making. You heard shotgun blasts because they're so loud. So uh, you know that you guys are probably too far from each other for your voices to to really pick up what is being said. So you're still there all alone. There's no response to your question if everything was okay in the last round. What did you want to do? Um, I guess... Once again, I'll I'll shout over my shoulder as loud as I can and continue having my shotgun leveled up the stairs. Okay. Um, is there a way that I can kind of get a little bit of cover against whatever might be coming down the stairs? Like if I back up a couple of steps and kind of... Yeah, they have... There's... The, yeah. You could hang next to one wall because it's, it's, it's curving. Okay. The stairwell is a bit, so... Okay. You can uh you can get in a blind spot as somebody would be coming down. Yeah, I'll try and do that the best I can. More trying to hide right. from anyone coming down than tactical positioning. For those of you in the hellscape room, you hear the sound of the hominid creatures on the other side of it all, but you have effectively created a barrier between you and them, which brings us back to Whitmire. All right. As I'm going to try and go out the uh the way we had come in, and you said Back my to the pant- cold room. Yeah, you said my pant leg was on fire. Yeah, as you're running, you see it uh, licking its way up, you know, both your pant legs. So it's like coming up past your knees now. <laughs> I do like a diving roll to try and put it out. Yeah, we'll leave it to a, a dex roll. I'm just going to fall over and splash around in this stuff. Yep, pretty, pretty close. close. And also give me a constitution roll. Succeeded on that one. Congrats on that one. All right. So you don't take any damage from the toxic fumes, but you will begin taking damage from this fire in the next round. Okay. So Finn Andrews has collided to the ground before you, hit the back of his head and his shirt on fire, and he's uh, looks like he's preparing to roll around to try to put it out, but he's right at your feet. What did you want to do? All right. So that was uh, Whitmire? Sorry? No, that was Dr. Andrews. Dr. Andrews? Yeah, I'll take off my jacket, yeah. and I'll start uh, trying to smother 
the fire with it. Uh, I was looking to see when that was discovered. I didn't find a accurate date, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. We can um, we can assume you know you could put a fire out that way with smothering it. You wear an actual a pretty long jacket, so I'll say an, a roll isn't really needed in mm-hmm. this case. Uh, you just put it over them, and when you check underneath, it appears as though you have smothered the flames. Okay. But you can see that this the gas from these the fumes from this liquid burning off are starting to creep towards where you guys are and will surely be here in the next round. And by the end of your turn, you know, um, Whitmire has come sliding in, uh, failing to put his pants out as they're... <laughs> but that brings us to you, Dr. Andrews. So uh, you're in a, this panic state, and now you've been covered by something you don't know what. You're in darkness. There's there's hands slapping you. What I do you want to do? I swear to God, if you shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the 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 fire would be my first priority, and then so like now I just would whatever's covering me, I gotta you know pull it off of me or push it off of me or whatever, so I can see okay. what's going on. Yeah. So when you push your yourself out of. Finn putting you out, you realize that he had thrown his coat over you and uh, apparently put out the flames. Mm. But you're not out of the hazard yet. You can see that the fumes are spreading. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, we got to get out of here. We're not going to be able to breathe. I don't know. I'll start trying to get to my feet. And, yeah, I'll, like how I'll far away him. is Whitmire? He's he's by you guys now. Yeah. So I'll he's just... still He's still burning. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll like start trying to put him out okay slap slap yeah with the flames yeah with your help he can get him out uh no problem yeah and then i'll just like start dragging him along the floor until he can get to his feet i'll scream at him too you know get up what are you you doing (laughs) yeah wasting time (laughs) uh mr monroe are you going to keep the same position um how long are rounds in this? There's no set time. They're elastic. They're however long uh, the keeper needs them to be. Um, do I happen to hear any kind of screaming or anything from their direction or any anything else? With an extreme listen roll, you could hear the commotion they're making. Might as well make make a shot at it. No, just a regular. Um, okay. So I'll hold here one more round, but I'll be... Uh, starting to think to myself that I may have to go find them. You haven't heard the shots go off in a while either. Yeah. Would I have heard like a, the sound of the explosion? Maybe, but it wasn't, it was more like a, you might've felt the thump of it. Okay. Right. Maybe a little stir of air, uh, down at the bottom of that stairwell. Okay. But you may, you might not have determined it would have been an explosion. Yeah. But I'm still kind of gripped in that that kind of haze of I know there's danger in one direction. I don't know if there's danger in another. So right. I'm no, it makes sense to me. I'm focused on the danger that I know of right now, and but considering leaving. Okay. All right, Whitmire, you've been put out. Uh, you know this area is not going to be safe for very long. Uh, what did you want to do? Tell them that uh, we got to get back up to Lance, as I'm not sure. Okay. If he's okay up there, but as we just got to get back to, let's get back to the plan. 
Finn will roll his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so the three of you flee from the inferno through the cold room back to the rail area where you see a uh, freaked out looking Monroe who was just about to come check on you guys peering around that corner. Uh, Finn, you see that what Monroe has done is he just looped a bunch of that debt cord down to the bottom of the steps. So it needs to be done as it needs to be drug over to your explosives near the gate box bank okay. and wired up. All right. So what's the, what's the makeup of, is it going to be Dr. Andrews and Finn going down to the procession hall? And Whitmire, are you going to hang with uh, Monroe until it's time for your you guys to flee? Yeah, now that everybody seems to be uh, back to the original plan, I'll yeah, stick I'll, by Lance. Yeah. I'll say, thank God, thank God, thank God. There are more of these things up the stairs. Yeah, Monroe, you can see that Whitmire's pants are singed. And uh, as you're watching Finn and Dr. Andrews, go down the ladder you can see a big patch of dr andrew's hair is burned off as well as his shirt being singed okay i'm in i'm in kind of a a panicked selfish mode so i don't care gotcha. I, i'm terrified and just enough uh just enough uh scared in it kind of cracking yeah. <laughs> yeah okay all right okay so let's begin in the procession hall dr andrew's you can use your spot hidden or a listen. Stream success. Oh, spot nice. hidden. And uh, Finn, you were just busy getting one of those bundles wired up, and there's one remaining. Okay. So what you see, Dr. Andrews, is one of the, on the outside of the, uh, the center bottom bulkhead door, you see it start turning. What do you do? I'll point it out. Now, do I know where this door goes? No. But yeah, that uh, door's opening. Didn't uh who was it? Was it Whitmire draw the map for us? Or is this something yes. something yeah. different? Okay, so the maybe I guess you weren't here for a lot of that. So at one end of this procession a whole hall, sorry, you have like a whole bank of these gate box doors. It looks oh, like okay. a honeycombed structure, right? Okay. So it's at the where you guys are at, like one of the the wheels on the outside of it starts turning. Okay, I see. And Doctor Andrews is now pointing it out to you guys. <laughs> I'll uh, grunt and just like, keep working. <laughs> would I be able to make it to that door? Yes. I I'd like to try to keep it from turning. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely grab a hold of it and stop it from happening in that way if you want. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's what I want to try is stop it from turning more to open. Okay, so you you stop it at first, but let's get a strength roll from you. You need a regular success. I instead got a regular failure. Luck it. <laughs> or push. Push, Dr. Andrews. Um, you know what I want to do? What? No, yeah, I'll push. Okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Always push. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw that, but I failed. Yes, you failed <laughs> your push roll. Spectacularly <laughs> failed. Am I going to have to saw his arm off? What's going on here? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, so the the strength of it, uh, the strength of the return force, you know, as you're fighting with whoever's on the other side of this door is so sudden and overpowering 
that you lose your grip and you stumble backwards and land on your butt and the door opens up and out comes what looks like a consortium member who's surprised to see you, but then he draws a pistol from his jacket, but we'll pause him there. And Lance and Whitmire, you guys are clambering up the stairwell to Monroe's position to detonate the explosives. So there's a chance you can hear some of what Dr. Andrews has said or the sound of that commotion. We'll put it at the extreme level with a listen roll. I can barely make a regular one. Only get a hard. And I got a failure. But I'll be, so you guys, I'll probably be talking and trying to get him to come with me to take out the two up above that I heard talking. That's the problem. That it was the talking. Yep, Lance is yeah. always talking. So you guys have made it back to where you had stopped the furthest you made it up here, which was not all the way up to where the door into the installation is. Are you wanting to press on to that? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. guys can make it there by the end of your turn. So you're standing in front of it. It's closed. That's as much as you can tell but we'll bring it uh, back to Finn. All right, so uh, seeing that consortium member walk out and draw his pistol on Dr. Andrews, I'll uh, silently cuss to myself, I guess, and draw my shotgun and uh, okay. try to put one round in him. Yeah, I'll, I'll assume you have reloaded it. Yeah. Uh, you are at point blank, so you do have a bonus die, and okay. he was Andrews was pushed clear of the line of fire. Okay. About uh, 10 yards. Or is it, yeah, point blank, right? Yeah. Yep. And, oh, bonus die. You got a bonus die. Five. Nice. 51 there versus 70. There you go. All right. All right. Go ahead and roll the damage and hit location. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just blow the guy's hand off that's holding the gun? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But it also kills him, too. So the angle of the shot, it blows his hand off, and the gun drops to the ground, and then it, and then it, uh, the rest of the shot does enough damage to where he just crumples there in the opening of that gate box door. Now, you don't see anything behind him because, you know, he had to close where he came in from, and it was just him in there. Uh, so that will end on your turn and bring it back to you, Dr. Andrews. So you had just slipped in trying to keep that closed and fallen down, but it doesn't look like there's anything beyond the door. What do you want to do? I'll close it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lance. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's. I'll just. I'll get up and I'll close that door. And um, yeah, that's that's what I'll do. So Lance and Whitmire, you're standing before the door at the top of the stairwell, and you heard a shotgun blast go off. I'll look at Lance, and uh, do we keep going? And this was part of the plan is having one of us to watch over the other person with a shotgun. So yeah. he's doing his job. Yeah, I think we have to press forward on what we need to do. Well, let's go. Okay. I'll uh, kind of prepare to open the door and test the handle and kind of motion for Jimmy to have his shotgun ready. Yeah. Okay, so you, ready. you realize that the door is locked. Okay. Um. Would I still have time to uh, use my shotgun to shoot the lock? Yeah, you could definitely try that. Just roll out the damage on it. Okay. That was I will say that that's enough. That's enough, though. Okay. To, to damage the mechanism. Uh, you just see the, the whole handle, that whole thing just uh, blow backwards into the room beyond. And some astonished yelps 
coming from beyond the door. Okay. Um, Whitmire, you still have an action you could take. So there's other people beyond the door. Did that uh, successfully unlock it? Yeah, you think it did anyways. The whole mechanism is now nothing. Or okay. it's shot beyond the room. Didn't vaporize or anything like that. Well, but you don't uh, see anything. You can hear. I mean, you could try to take a shot at, uh, at penalty to uh, fire through the door. I'll just ready the shotgun okay. at the door. All right. So back in the procession hall, you both, since your attention are drawn to it, see another one of those lower door uh, handles start to spin. But you also hear from behind you the sound of liquid traveling across the floor slowly. It's it's distant, though. But there's something about it that uh, raises the hackles on the back of your neck, Finn. Mm. And for you, Dr. Andrews, you're much more aware of what that is. Uh, you think that's the sound of the guardians to Zagua moving distantly in his chamber. <laughs> you don't know what it signifies, but it can't be good. What did you want to do, Finn? I'm going to set my shotgun down and uh, try to finish wiring this uh, bundle. All right, electrical repair roll, please. Oh, John, I swear if you took all the good rolls today. Uh, was it uh, electrical repair? Yeah. Oh. oh, 69 versus 40. Uh, Do you want to use some luck or? How much is that? That's uh, what was 29. That? 29. Whew. Yeah. yeah, he'll burn 29 luck to get it done now. All right, you got it wired up. What did you want to do, Dr. Andrews? Um, all right, so he's working on that, and and I hear the chanting, you said, the Zagua. Yeah, yeah, you guys hear it. It's been picking up, and now it's at the point uh, to where you can hear the syllables in the chant where they're just chanting Sathagua's name, um, but you don't hear the voice or you don't see where it's coming from at this stage. It almost just seems to be emanating from everywhere. All right. Well, I the only thing I can do is, you know, make sure my shotgun's fully loaded and keep watch for anything to show up. So I did um, say that another one of those doors was spinning open. Oh, I must. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. All right. Um, and where is that door in relation to the corpse? It's two doors to the left on the lower level. There are six doors in each row. Okay. Um, well, I want to rush to that door that's spinning, and instead of like trying to hold it with my strength, I'd like to uh, block it somehow with my machete. Is my heavy knife? If it's long enough, I'd like to somehow put it in the wheel to keep it from spinning. Is there a way to do that? Yes. Yeah, you can do that. Um, I'll just say that. It works. Uh, you don't need to roll on anything. It's it's just a matter of, you know, putting it through where it spins. And then you, you put the tip of the blade into the the edge of another one of the doors so it, it hits on something and he, whoever's on the inside can't spin it anymore. Yeah. So okay. um, I, I want to do that and then make my way over to the, the corpse. Okay. And then, I mean, if I can still do stuff... My next plan is to take off like his belt to use on another door if I need to. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, you can make it over to that other corpse, we will okay. say. Which brings us back around to Monroe and Whitmire. Um, 
you hear the sound of footsteps moving away, like down a hallway. They're moving further from you. I'll and uh, uh, go ahead. I'll kind of shoulder the door open and level my shotgun. So as you recall, you're looking down the center hallway in this installation where there are many doors and rooms with various equipment on it. And there you see two uh, human-looking people dressed, you know, in in these uh, suits. And they're just rushing down the hallway looking over their shoulders. You do have a shot at uh, your medium range with a shotgun if you wanted to take it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think... Seeing anything moving in my state will uh, cause me to just what, fire at it. What would Stanton do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead. And so at your medium range with your shotgun, that means you need a, a hard success yeah. on the roll. Yeah, that's not going to happen there. So, yeah, that was a failure. Um, so, yeah, I probably pump shotgun buckshot into the wall. Right, yeah. And it, it spits up all this plaster and paint and uh what did you want to do whitmire uh seeing him uh shoulder the door open and then fire that gun leads me to believe that there's something there worth shooting so those all come up around the corner and uh go into that room okay with my gun ready yeah they're still a target they're still at the medium range of uh, your shotgun they made it all the way to the far end of the hallway uh looking like they're going nope. to flee outside they'll get there yeah okay so yeah, you're just damaging the structure. Uh, that brings us back to the procession hall. So you have that wired up, Finn. I guess the problem now is escaping, right? Yeah. yeah. What was it? We were going to go back through the door we came in through, right? Was that how we were yeah. going to get Yeah. Out? All right. Yeah, which means you're going to need to ladder back to get up to your particular door. Okay. Unless you want to pick one at random on the bottom. Hmm. And we so still Andrew's nose. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do we already have the a plunger wired? Yes. Okay. So the the well, spool the, was already the, connected to the plunger. I don't have to do anything to. Well, it wasn't connected, but the connection is easy enough for you to do. Okay. All right. So we need to move the ladder. The ladder is currently what we're using to get up and down, and we need right. uh, Monroe back this way. So I'll look at. You, hmm? Is he? You need Whitmire back with you. Whitmire. Monroe staying behind. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're both the same. Um, <laughs> so I'll uh, reload my shotgun and grunt at uh, Dr. Andrews to, you know, in motion like over my shoulder, like we're good to go. Thumbs up. Go get Whitmire. Whitrow. Dr. Andrews? All right. Um, yeah. I'll, then if he says, you know, if he gives me the signal, then off I go. All right. So you get up the ladder up to that railing. And you can hear the shotgun blast going off from them drifting down that stairwell, which brings it back around to Monroe and Whitmire. So they've the people you were shooting at went out the front door. You can see it's daylight out beyond the installation. Okay. Or no, actually, it's 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 dark out there. Sorry about that. So I'll say to Whitmire, go after them. I'm going to grab the plunger. And then I'll, okay. I'll head back down to where I left the wire and start spooling it back up the staircase. Okay. Yeah, you can probably grab it and get it uh, halfway towards the door in that halfway the distance you traveled down. So back up. And then what are you going to do, Whitmire? Well, I'll, I'll go to the entrance there. Um, can I see where they went? 
Yeah, they're just running across the like the gravel drive path out beyond the installation towards the the gate. But as you're going down the hallway, another person pokes their head out of a door, you know, like carefully, but you can see them there. They just have the door opened a little bit. You see a face looking at you. They look perfectly normal, perfectly human. That's a lizard man. I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> okay, this is at point blank, so you have that bonus tie. extreme damage Uh, so just roll for hit location isn't just the guy's head sticking out (laughs) (laughs) no he had the door open a crack so his whole body's okay like like terror if that makes sense but yeah so um so the angle his right side was more towards you so that's where you impact on what happens when you shoot him john well, uh, I imagine it's going to go in through the side of the arm. And uh, as we're using, well, like buckshot or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Default. Yeah. You so, can do slugs, but. Yeah, it just uh, it peppers that arm with that buckshot. And if it's going to kill him, figure just continue into his chest. but Just crumple yeah. him. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. All right, Finn. All right. So this liquid sound has gotten louder and you can see something flowing out between the two columns at the opposite end of that procession hall. And it seems to be that its movement is exploratory and it's this black liquid for lack of a better word, although the way it moves and the way it looks, looks like a powerful yeast action in dough. So there's this constant bubbling as well as forming of tendrils that kind of lift up out of the mass spreading along the ground, and they're like probing at the air. But seeing it is, of course, worth a sanity roll. Okay. (laughs) Success. Oh, congratulations. Nice. Let me see. It's only worth one point of loss on the success. Which is enough for me to have to worry, right? How much have you lost so far? Well, I went temporarily, well, I didn't go temporarily insane, but I ignored temporary insanity earlier. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so it it does, it didn't put you into a bout of madness. That's what we, uh, what you skipped over with your failed intelligence roll. Mm-hmm. So what I need is a new big hit of sanity to, to trigger a new bout of madness, okay. basically. Right. So you're not at the you're not indefinite or you're not in a state of underlying insanity All right. at this stage. You just lose another point, but you know whatever that is can't be good. Nah. What did you want to do? Oh man, I'm going to give them a, a good couple. I don't know a sixty second count. I don't know how long the round is, but we'll just say it's probably going to be about the time this uh this damn liquid pudding starts coming my way, and I'm going to probably pick a door and go through it. <laughs> Is, okay. is my current plan. <laughs> All right. So, did you want to wait this round before you go to the to the door? Then, is yeah. That what I gathered, yeah, because okay. the, the best I know is Doctor Andrew should be coming back with uh, Whitmire, and we should be getting right. through our door soon. So, I'm sticking to the plan. I know these a holes don't stick to any damn plan. <laughs> so, you know, first chance I get, I'm going through a random door. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, a smart move. All right. Uh, Let's see. Dr. Andrews, you're moving up those stairs. You actually see Monroe there uh, heading up with that spool running the debt cord behind him. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll shout, you know, we're good to go. We're set. Let's go. 
And I mean, I'll keep going towards him to see if I can help at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, you you guys can make it up to where Whitmire is in that hallway with the plunger and the deck cord. Uh, so he's just finished firing into a room, but he's standing there right now. And uh, so you can holler that same thing to Whitmire. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. So Monroe and Whitmire, Dr. Andrews has hollered at you to come down. It's good to go. The explosives are set up. I'll uh, ask Monroe if he's going to be okay up here. I don't know how many more people there are, but there's a few more doors. I'll just say go. Just go. I'll give you as much time as I can. As I'll start running. Okay. With Dr. Andrews behind you. All right, Finn. They're not back yet. You don't even hear them. You going to go for that random door? How close is this, uh, this thing? It's not moving real fast. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's aware of you, but maybe that's because you've been crouched there, quiet. So uh, I'd say it's about fifty feet from you right now. All right. I'll st- I'll keep being crouched, and I'll kind of be keeping. I'll, I'll I'm probably spreading my attention a little too thin right now. I'm watching the pudding, the ladder, and the door. <laughs> uh, the doors, making sure no one's coming through. Yeah, you don't see any of the the wheels spinning, although you still see that uh, where Andrews had put his machete through the mechanism. Occasionally, it's still, you see somebody working against that, but it's holding. Okay. You going to go for one of those doors? Not yet. I'm going to give them a little bit more. All right. So, Andrews and Whitmire, you can make it to that upper rail where the ladder is to get down to it at the end of this turn. Okay. Which right. is when you see what's flowing across the ground. It's covered roughly half the distance of the procession hall. It doesn't take up all of it. There is a limit to its size. You can see that it it's totally free of the columns, but it's this black oozing thing with, you know, probing tendrils coming up every now and then looking around. But they do seem to key on the the noise from the upper rail from you guys moving t- towards it. We'll go, Andrews, what do you want to do first? Well, actually, we got to do... Uh, uh, sanity roll. Uh oh. Oh no. No. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's a D10 sanity I'll, loss. I'll uh, luck that if I can. Yeah, you can luck sanity. <laughs> Andrews, you got enough? Yeah, uh, that'll leave me with one luck left. Well, skin of your teeth. I think that's about how I survived our last adventure. <laughs> Although. Maybe you want to save it, Andrews, because you're still going to take a point. Mm-hmm. And in your particular case, it's still going to send you into a a new bout of madness. Oh, okay. So it depends on if you want to take the big hit or take the one. But if you're hoping to avoid the madness, I'm afraid there's no help for you. It would appear that your lucks ran out, Mr. Andrews. <laughs> I'd say that wasn't that bad of a... Well, it was over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whitmire, you just lose the point yeah i just took it down okay let's see new bout of madness hmm what do you, you got any good ideas andrews i mean we've been playing this particular scenario for a long time and what how do you think he breaks to this particular thing um i don't know i mean this is like flowing black ooze <laughs> yes <laughs> mm-hmm well, you know, that's actually not not a bad idea. I mean, maybe... I, 
I'd Maybe say his... that you're you're probably not to that level yet. Like if you were permanently insane, that might be a good one. But <laughs> uh, uh. any other ideas out there, guys? No, uh, you could always go with the standard uh, abandon your posts. You know, the one that everyone hates, especially if they're warriors in D and D and a dragon flies overhead. Yeah. Well, Let I got I got two options for you. Then we can go with. Yeah, like fear overtakes you at this the side of this creature, or because you were recently in a killing frenzy, you can just have the rage descend. Of course, you don't have a Bible verse to uh, recite at a black ooze moving across the ground, but you could just start trying to kill it by whatever means. Yeah, maybe even thinking, maybe even thinking that it would be better that it die at any cost. What do you think about that, Andrews? Yeah. That works for right. me. So okay. Is like it I your turn? have to try to find some way to kill this. Yep, that's your overriding goal. Or you can choose the uh, flea in terror. He could want to try to eat it. it he could mistake it for mana. <laughs> no, we'll go with trying to destroy it. <laughs> okay, it is your action. You're witnessing it slowly ooze across the ground, and a bunch of long tendrils sprouted up when you guys clattered along the upper railing, and they're... Uh, you know, kind of probing that way. Uh, well, I mean, I guess then first things first, then I'll just try and shoot the tendrils and see what happens. Okay. Uh, that is, we'll put it at point blank. I think it's, what, 15 feet down from the railing, I said? Yeah. Yeah. So you can roll with a bonus die. Okay. So you got a regular success. Go ahead and roll your damage. Don't worry about hit location. Yeah. So 10 damage. Yeah. All right, so you see your shot impact on it, you know, whatever it is, but the the wounds, for lack of a better word, that appear there from the shot traveling through it just simply snap closed as soon as they're opened. And if that had any effect on it, you can't really tell. It definitely didn't slow it down. Okay. But that will bring us to Mr. Monroe. Go ahead and give me a luck roll, Monroe. All right. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I can't succeed on a 50. Okay, so one of these doors opens and a... Hold on a sec, let me get it open. A person trying to do an action move tries to move like laterally across the hallway to another door, firing his gun while he does so at you. <laughs> so it'll be pretty difficult for him. Too many cowboy movies. <laughs> yeah so he fires off let's see if he gets a uh, fires off three rounds oh my gosh of, no these are penalties okay <laughs> checking for fumbles <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah they're just they're just not even coming close to you and then uh he's almost in through the other door but you have an action um is there a door nearby that i can move into with the plunger yes Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll move in into there. All right. We'll call that uh, your turn. Yeah, kind One of a. Sec. If I can get in there and kind of, well, yeah. If it if it's my turn, then uh, get into the room, put the plunger down, and start um, preparing to set it off. Okay. What uh? What did you guys worked out for how long you were going to wait to do that? Um, like I yelled at him. I I told him I'd give him as long as I could. Okay. All right, Whitmire, you've just witnessed Andrews firing into this roiling 
black mass that's streaming across the floor. What are you going to do? As I'm going to try and uh, push him along, get him to the door. You guys are already at the ladder. You just have to oh. get down into the procession hall. How much of this right. liquid is covering down there yet? Is it still safe? Or I don't think you would have a good feeling about it, Whitmire. What do you mean? Well, you remember that thing when it attacked Dr. Call in the dream. It, it sent appendages at him from a pretty good distance. And you're looking at the base of that ladder and, you know, 20 feet away from the front of the, the mass. And you just don't like that range. All right. We're trying to move past it. I'll, I'll shout for Finn to, to get back through and find us in Oklahoma and then try and pull him back the other direction. Try to pull towards, Dr. Andrews? Yeah, up towards yeah. Uh, Monroe. Okay. That brings us over to you, Finn. All right. Um, it, do I think it's safe to get this ladder and bring it over to the door, or is that no? Well, you don't have Whitmire's knowledge, uh, but... Yeah, but you can infer that he didn't want to come down the ladder given that distance. So I don't think you would think it's safe. Is it possible to climb to it? No. Uh, yes. yes. It would. It would require a roll, though. Yeah. Screw it. I'm going into the nearest door. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's no problem to get it open. Cost a point of sanity, a, a magic point, and we'll leave it to a luck roll to see where if it puts you somewhere okay or not. All right. Point of magic. Point of sanity. And a luck roll. Ah, oh. <laughs> that's a critical success, people. <laughs> come out of the Wilbur nice. Theater. <laughs> come up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so you open, you close your end, and the process, you know, takes effect, and you open the opposite end. And uh, with a critical success, this does bring you out in somewhere in Boston. Where would you like it to bring you out? Oh, man. Um, or scratch that. It can bring you out wherever you want it to. <laughs> I was going to say it. Uh, I don't know if you'd let me do this. It brings me out in uh, like uh, like uh, a sub-basement in Mr. Merriweather's uh, estate. One of his estates. Oh, he wants <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a place where I recognize, which would kind of probably. <laughs> oh, no, let's go with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always like do they was it these things can look different too right yeah like when you come yeah. like the one in the storeroom look like a sarcophagus yeah so this will be a wardrobe I come out of a wardrobe right. into uh like uh, a white sheet basically because it's been covered up and forgotten okay right yeah and you uh it takes you a moment to gather your wits but then with uh dawning horror you realize that there was a gatebox exit in the estate of Mr. Merriweather. And we'll leave you there for now. All right. Dr. Andrews, you're being pulled by Mr. Whitmire away from this creature. He will drag you along unless you, he's the bigger man in this case, unless you want to struggle against it. No, no, this is fine. I need this um, because since the shotgun's not working, I'll discard it and uh, pull out my booze flask and start trying to sit up like a little like a little Molotov <laughs> sort of like, you know, fits like my kerchief into it so I can light it on fire. Okay, we'll say you can do that this round. And you watch as a bunch of these black tendrils whip out and attach to the railing and it starts moving its mass. It's just now flowing over that upper railing like water that's defying the laws of physics. And it starts to get 
most of it up there. Monroe, what are you going to do this round? You hear some movement out there, but nobody comes into the room you're at with the plunger. Um, so I've got the plunger down on the ground, right? Yes. I will crack the door with my shotgun, and if I see anything, then I'll fire. You do. You see a guy who's also peering around a corner. <laughs> it would be a difficult shot. The range is good, but you'd have a penalty for a smaller target. That's okay. I'm just trying to keep him at bay Super. right now, buy myself some time. Okay, so uh, with you have one penalty die to it. Okay. So, yeah, that's definitely a failure. Check for fumble. Penalty. Nope, no fumble. But I was just trying to, you know, get him to take cover or, or move back. Yeah, it has the intended effect. Now, Mr. Whitmire, your dragon, Andrew's behind, and he doesn't seem to be uh, fighting with you, but he's putting together a impromptu Molotov cocktail. What did you want to do? So I'm going to just keep going. That's fine with me as long as he's following along. <laughs> well, you, you're not going as fast as you would like to. Oh. It'd be helpful if he turned his attention to running the hell away. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any way to to snap someone out of the insanity? Yeah, I was about to say, does a slap bring someone back to their senses? <laughs> Unfortunately not. The only yeah. avenue you have we is a psychoanalysis that. role. I mean, come on. This is the 1920s. It Damn worked it. back then. It's different times now. Slaps don't work. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was when you hit the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it stopped working at some point in the 90s. It gets, gets the fuzz out. Mm -hmm. That was a psychoanalysis, so you start with a one oh, unless you sorry. trained at it. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it felt even worse. Yeah, so it's just not working. I mean, he's he's moving because you're pulling on him. But he's got this uh, Molotov cocktail rigged up. We'll skip you for now, Finn. Can I can I light it? <laughs> like, oh, you want to help him? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like hurry up with what you're doing and let's get out of here. So you could tell I'll, him I'll that the dynamite will maybe get rid of it better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's gonna listen. Just let him yeah. throw this thing, and then we can run. If he hits the See, wrong I'll, spot, that dynamite's going off too. As I'll pull my lighter out and light it, and yell at him to throw it. Yeah, you guys are back in like the stairwell now, moving up the stairs. So you're not uh, too concerned with the dynamite at this stage. But yeah, Andrews, it's lit. Uh, it comes down to a throw roll. <laughs> throw it at this goo as, as it's oozing at you guys. Um, uh, there's my poor throw roll. Roll. Well, it's not a fumble, so it does. It just doesn't impact with the creature itself, but it does fill the stairwell before the creature, and this thing does. <sighs> Seem to shy away from the flames a bit. Yes, fire is its weakness. <laughs> We've got to run. <laughs> you know, uh, you could probably spout that God's a purging fire too, or something. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> so this formless guard is held at bay. Lance, what are you doing? Um. So I'll load one more round. And did I? Did he duck into a room? Yeah. After your shot. Yeah. So I'll just shoot at that door. Okay. Keep it. How many rounds have you fired now? Because you might have to pause and reload here. This soon. is I think the... think you're up to four. I think this is the fourth, yeah. Okay. So yeah, they do five. So after your <clears throat> next one, you'll have to spend some time reloading. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll fire this time at 
I guess I I don't really have to roll or anything, right? I'm just firing at the door. Well, if you got a critical, you could have shot through the wall. Yeah. Potentially damage right. him. I'll and give you it a shot. Don't worry about a fumble. Yeah. All right. So, oh, can I use seven luck to make that a critical? You can't buy criticals. Oh. Uh, I mean, you could buy the extreme success, but if you're actually trying to shoot at the guy and hit him, I do have to add penalties to it. No, I was just shooting at the door to try and keep him suppressed. Right. So you're just checking for a fumble or a critical in this case. Okay. And and criticals and fumbles can't be bought or bought off. Could. His luck, not Monroe's, the guy he's shooting at, factor in. Uh, Maybe he doesn't get uh, poten- get the full damage, right? Maybe like make it like uh, the equivalent of a far or a long range shot as far as damage, like walls getting kicked up yeah. at him. Yeah. I mean, potentially in certain circumstances, I'm just going to say in this one that it wasn't, it didn't work out that way. All right. So. I tried, Justin. <laughs> yeah, it, it does what I was trying to do is just kind of hopefully keep him from coming at me all right mr whitmire you can make it through the door into the hallway i'll do that no this is the hallway that lance is down right yeah when you guys come out you can actually see him uh crouch there in a room with the plunger sort of kitty corner from the hallway it's down down and to the right a little bit as you look down that hall all right i'm gonna call out to him while we're uh coming through there it's uh it's James and and uh, Dr. Andrews, as we couldn't make it back, as we're going to stay with you. Blow the dynamite. Okay. Blow the dynamite. Kill yeah. it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> yeah, lucky for you, Dr. Andrews, you come out of your temp madness so you can behave normally. Okay. Are you going to hit the plunger, Monroe? <laughs> yeah, and hope that the uh, Molotov cocktail didn't burn up the debt cord. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, let's see here. Let's get a group luck roll. So oh, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> I've got an eight. You got one, right? Or no, you you didn't spend it. So who who's got the lowest? Uh, I have fifteen, so I think Whitmire has the lowest. Me, yeah. See, oh, <laughs> oh so close. Pretty damn close. <laughs> pretty damn close. <laughs> you can use um. Meriwether's lifeline, if you wanted to. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I will do that. Okay, so uh, you just, in one of your past interactions with Meriwether, he just flipped you a coin one time, you know, in payment for, as a tip for some odd thing you were doing for him. You know, there was no mythos-related event or anything like that, but it was gold, and when you looked at it, it had, you know, a strange impression on one end. And ever since then, you've carried any. Ever since then, you've carried it as just your lucky coin, right? And in this particular case, maybe or maybe not, but you succeed at this particular luck roll, and you hear the detonations occur from beyond the stairwell, and a great rush of air come up through that open door, but no destruction that catches you guys in it. What are you doing from that point? Uh, go and meet up with Lance and cautiously make our way out of the building, is what I would say. Yeah, as you guys... As they're heading down the hallway, can I I yell that there's someone in one of the rooms? Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll yell at him that there's someone in the room I've been shooting at. All right. Um, 
So you could see the damage on the wall around the door where he's fired a few times. So you know which of the doors there's someone in. And you guys are proceeding down this room together now? Or down this hall together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, shotguns ready. Okay. Can I also well, shout that he has a gun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> whoever's uh, whoever's in there decides not to poke their head out, though, after all the <laughs> cacophony of explosions coming from the, the subterranean spaces underneath this installation. And now that it's settled a bit, with the, you hear the equation, the occasional sound of something giving way deep below the earth, and there's a terrifying moment where there's a collapse directly underneath this installation, and part of the building that you had just been in sinks a little bit, uh, like into the foundation, although not where you guys currently are. But nobody pokes their head out as you travel down the hall. And out the front door, unless there's anything you guys wanted to do there. Um, I would just like to get out of here. Yeah. No, I wanted to uh, read. I have one of the. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read your occult book? Yeah, I want to read the. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll get out. Okay. okay and uh, so you're out in this gravel area. They have like a drive path to that canopy structure where there is a pickup truck parked in. And you can see a couple of shapes fleeing beyond the gate into the wilderness beyond. What do you guys do from that point? You should try and steal this car. Yeah. Whitmire, do you know how to hotwire a car? I'm sure I can give it a shot. Well, I, I know you're probably not going to succeed another luck roll for there being the key in it. But you can actually with your locksmith. So that key just disengages something that allows you to turn the crank, right? Yeah. So you can actually work it just like any other lock to make sure that mechanism isn't there. So what you do with that regular success, and then you can crank up that truck and drive off into the sunset, or the moonlight, I should say. It is after midnight at this stage. So Finn is surprised to find himself in the estate of... Mr. Merriweather, and you guys are in a stolen pickup traveling on a dirt road to who knows where, but eventually you find yourself coming into a small town in Oklahoma. So from this point, it's really only a matter of time before you could get back together and, you know, go on to other things. But I suppose the question that you each have to ask yourselves as investigators, and given what has just occurred, and given the fact that you have reasonable assurance that young Charlie Murphy will be off the hook for the murder of Mr. Dooley, which was the entire point of the investigation. So the question comes down, do you want to continue your investigations into this matter, or should we leave the descent into darkness to one side for now and close this campaign? What do you guys want to do? Well, personally, I think that we've done what is reasonable to expect we could do. And I think we went above and beyond here. It's quite a miracle that we've survived and we ought not push our luck further until, (laughs) you know, we've had time to recover, but I don't want to let the matter die forever, but certainly it might be time to lick our wounds and yeah. Yeah. It's just, just to allow for, a long enough time to do an investigator development phase. And then, yeah, you know, we take a break from 
playing the campaign directly. So after the events at the installation, the three men that were left there, that's Dr. Andrews, Jimmy Whitmire, and Lance Monroe, you make your way back from Oklahoma to Boston. It takes maybe a total of four days to return back to Boston. And by then, James Clark has submitted his evidence, and you have decided to let matters be for now in regards to the consortium, the serpent folk beneath the earth in Oklahoma, and whatever odd things you came across, be that the uh, still-living corpses buried at the sacred sites around Boston, or any other matters. And the case of the state of Massachusetts versus Charlie Murphy does indeed still go to trial, despite Clark's submittance of evidence to the contrary, or pointing to uh, Wallace Bowers. However, with Detective Peter Fallon disappearing in the aftermath of your destruction of the Laird to Zagua, and thus never appearing to give testimony about Murphy's confession, alongside with counter-testimony from Detective Nichols that Murphy refused all attempts to confess or even speak, and that it was in his opinion the boy did not kill his uncle, nor would he have signed the confession, the case is ultimately declared a mistrial. And instead, the, boy, or the Boston Police Department opens an investigation into the implicated Wallace Bowers. However, it goes cold because Wallace Bowers is never heard from again. Ultimately, some heat lands on you guys after your return to Boston, and you are each pulled in for questioning. And this ends up being about the destruction of the radio lab at U of M. Uh, questions about your appearance at the police station when you were fleeing the Dark Hunter. And questions about your presence at Danvers the night Bowers escaped, in quotation marks. But no charges are ever filed, in part because Sergeant Logan Terry commands that you be released and the matter dropped. And he escorts you from the police station, giving you each the secret handshake of the Hermetic <laughs> Order of the Silver Twilight. <laughs> and you guys, <laughs> you guys are free to do as you wish from that point, returning to your mundane lives as best you can. However, I think in your case, Dr. Andrews, uh, doing a quick tally, you lost enough sanity to be indefinitely insane. So you experience delusions and things like that all the time. You're not compelled to act in any particular way. But what you notice in your time in Boston is that you see these shadows cast by people appearing as, you know, the serpent folk, as you had seen previously. And it just never goes away. Everybody around you has that shadow. But that can't be right. And you find yourself in a state that the rational part of your mind that remains understands that it needs help to get out of. And we come to the point where the mistrial is declared and young Charlie Murphy has been exonerated and he's been released from Roxbury Sanitarium. And I think we had had some plans for you guys to take him into your care. Was that you, Dr. Andrews? Yeah, it was. Who had planned to do that? Yeah. I was also going to offer him a job at, at uh, my museum, helping me move heavy things and, and whatnot. And then Whitmire needed uh, somebody to sort out the, the stuff that he steals <laughs> in his <laughs> warehouse. 
Well, we'll say you're all there the day he's released by court order. You're picking him up. You've driven him back into town. And, of course, Dr. Andrews, you're still seeing these odd shadows, even cast by your friends. You know, people you know can't be serpent people, but could they be? (laughs) Uh, And you're watching him look out the window, and at one point he looks to you and he just says thanks in that weak, haltering voice of his. But you guys arrive in Boston, you get out of the car, you're walking along the street to the train station or wherever you're going to go, and you walk by a business that is selling radios. So they have some on display. They're currently broadcasting a baseball game. So you hear the the commentators, you know, talking, giving the play-by-play, but occasionally there are moments of silence where you just hear the crowd up, crackle of static but as you're walking along dr andrews you're thinking of all of the darkness in boston is the consortium still there you think it is despite that you see it everywhere you think it is actually still there there are things that occur at the periphery for each of you that give you the idea that they're still operating Uh, you don't know to what degree their capacity has been limited by your actions but you're all certain they're still there But what you're trying to comfort yourself with, Dr. Andrews, is something you had learned in medical school at Harvard. You know, part of your training was to learn the philosophy behind medicine. You know, the reason why you heal people, the uh, moral and ethical way you're supposed to operate. And this drew from a lot of different places. And in one case, it drew from the Talmud, you know, the, the Jewish text. And they had a quote in there that is something to the effect of this, that to save a life is to save a world or the world, and you're trying to comfort yourself with that knowledge despite the darkness you know still lurks at the edges. But it's when you're listening to the static in between this play-by-play coming from the radio that you're thinking about what the consortium was doing where they're capturing this subsonic crooning from Zagua. And you wonder, is that static you're hearing and silence, or are you hearing that subsonic crooning from a god that may still be sleeping beneath the earth, sleeping and dreaming? And that's where we'll close this campaign. You guys go on to your lives as best you can, and I'll pass it over to you. And uh, we'll go in the same order we did the opening. You can tell me what your investigators get up to in the aftermath of this campaign. All right. Well, uh, Finn, uh, I don't really know what he uh, sees or finds at the uh, house, but I guess if uh, he's able to, he'll probably ask for a short vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll be his thing, is he'll kind of just maybe go back home, back to Ireland, meet his family, catch up with them. I think that's you next, Dr. Andrews. Right. So, um, so the, what Dr. Andrews will do next is he recognizes that his mind is not right, that he's, uh, suffered some damage to his psyche. And because he already has a family member who's been, uh, institutionalized, he's especially sensitive to the dangers inherent there, but, uh, also just humble enough to realize that you know, like if you get shot, you don't just say it, it'll heal on its own. You got to get help for it. So 
his focus is going to be on healing what damage has been done to his mind. And one of the ways in which he will do that will be to go, uh, go to college and try to get a, uh, a degree in psychology. Okay. Is that it for Andrews? <laughs> yeah. And then he's, um, obviously he's going to, you know, try to help Charlie however he can. Like the original idea was that he would actually adopt him. But now that, oh, okay. now that he's recognized the, the damage that's been done to his mind, he doesn't quite trust that that would be the best for Charlie. So, but he'll still like, you know, you know, he can uh, live with me and, you know, and work for these guys and that'll be fine. But I'll try to take care of Charlie as best I can and uh, go to school and try to learn everything I can about, about psychology uh, for for two reasons. One, because of the, the psychological damage that's been done to me, but also because um, he thinks that it will lend itself well towards understanding these um, these supernatural occurrences that that keep happening. So, that, okay, yeah, that pushes us over to Lance. So Lance, being a, a social creature, he's going to be reaching out to all the people that have contributed to you know what we did, trying to keep in contact with uh, Detective Nichols as well as um, occasionally hiring the the great knights to pass out pamphlets for me. Um, <laughs> uh, keep in contact with, um, Oh, what's his name that owns Orion's, um, uh, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Keep in contact with him and, and, you know, have discussions with him as well as, you know, furthering my social stature at the, at the order. Uh, some of the other things he'll do is he will create, uh, a display of everything from this, including the sarcophagus in my museum and set up um, some kind of tape or binding across it that can be broken, but that will obviously give sign if someone comes out of it. And right. the last thing that he wants to do is he's going to surgically remove an ounce of flesh, probably from his <laughs> midsection, and go and make the offering to, uh, what was it, Lily Flores? Okay, yeah. So I'll probably spend some time uh, relocating that mask and then uh, also work on enhancing my uh, control over the dream world or dreamlands. Oh. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Because I do want to include Lance on that if he's willing, though. Oh, more Since, than willing uh, to. We've practiced uh, quite a bit in the, pa or in the uh, what, past few weeks, right? Yeah, actually, just like the last yeah. few days, I, I suppose. Yeah, so that will, uh, all, I'm not going to work so much on the uh, criminal empire at this point, uh, uh, more focused on that uh, dream world. Gotcha. Okay, well, before we close, as we did in the last season, I'll give a couple of scenes that none of the players are present for, or none of the investigators are but they're just for the benefit of the player so in the first if you can imagine the wilbur theater while some production is playing and there in one of the upper booths those clo those private booths you see consortium members sitting there 
you know, watching the events take place. But then you see some shadows detach from behind them from the entryway into their booth, and you see men in robes with uh, silver bands around the waist, and they silently creep up behind these consortium members, unsheathing daggers hidden in the folds of their, the part of their robe that goes around their arm, and they plunge the daggers into the bodies of the consortium members. And in the next scene, this is, has to do with Finn McCracken, while he's, uh, you know, maybe a few days after the close of those events, you get a telegram stating that Rupert Merriweather died under mysterious uh, circumstances on his voyage across the Atlantic. And they were trying to contact his relatives or somebody to come and claim his body. And that's it. That's the end of Descent into Darkness Season 2. Thanks for playing, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for game We can go right into... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, was thanks, great. Man. That was awesome. Thank you. It's the most fun. So I've... let's get those... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, man. I was just was saying it's the most fun I've had role-playing in a long time. <laughs> well, thank you. I had a ton of fun, too. But we got... This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.